regular listeners um, may not know this, but we kind of have you have to watch a certain amount of stuff for each of our recordings. And it was the last thing I watched for these recordings. I watched it this morning when I was very hungover. And, oh, and I think that probably wasn't conducive to me enjoying it. Hello and welcome to the MKH Cut. I'm your host and lead for this episode, MKH. Uh, if you don't know, MKH Cut is all about looking at original content on any streaming platform, whether it's Netflix, Amazon Prime, even Now TV. Actually, not Now TV. Apple TV, that's what I was supposed to say. Those guys. And today I'm joined by Jay. Hello, Jay. Hello. And Stephen. Hello, Stephen. Hi. Hi. Are you blinded by my light? Is that why you got the sunglasses on? <laughs> yeah, my hangover is getting a bit worse. <laughs> okay. Uh, my shiny face is making your hangover uh, get worse. Never yeah. mind. Okay. Thank you, guys. And welcome to another episode of MPH Cut. Today we will be speaking about the French American venture, joint venture film, uh, Oxygen. And before I, I, I let you guys slip in, for those that are watching this, please go away, watch Oxygen, put this on pause, then come back because we're going to get into spoiler territory. If you don't know, and if you're just a sadist and want to be spoiled anyway, Oxygen is a 2021 French language science fiction thriller film directed and produced by uh, Alexandre Aja. Aja? Aja. From a screenplay by Christy LeBlanc as part of an American French co production. It stars Melanie Laurent. The film was released by Netflix on May the 12th of, uh, yeah. 2021 there's no budget uh that i can see in terms of numbers so i don't know how much they spent on it probably not that much uh given what we saw within the film itself uh so with that being said guys first impressions of this film uh jamie first oh my god it's another subtitled film i have to watch for mkh that's what i thought <laughs> wait what type of racism <laughs> is that <laughs> What? You don't want to hear. You don't want to hear any other languages. What's what's what does that mean? No, I, I. It's 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 just that for me, reading subtitles it distracts me from what's happening on screen because I'm so busy reading. So why didn't you do English dub? Uh, English dub. I didn't have it. Did I have access to English dub? No, oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how you access things. Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, Stephen, oh, first thoughts dear. on the film? Well, I, I, I don't know how much I can conclude to this. It sort of happened while I was in the room. And um, I don't I, I don't see... I have a... This is the problem with, with um, uh, foreign films where you don't speak the language, is that if you're not particularly engaged with the film and you kind of start thinking about other things, you don't get... If you're watching something in English that you're not really invested in, you can still, if you have stuff, hear it, and you can you sort of know what's happening as it goes along because you, you're just kind of um, as a person, your brain is is just absorbing the information that comes out. Whereas it in a kind of in this film is French in a French film, if you're not particularly engaged, you kind of drift off, and then you realise you probably missed something that's quite important. Yeah, and then I mean, it didn't 
it didn't engage me at all um yeah that's so that, that's what happened and and every, every time every time my brain switched off i missed um i missed so much information that um it just became kind of when will this end <laughs> oh that's so bad see i can say that even though it was subtitled and i was kind of like i mean let me just make this clear this was my first impression was oh my god it's, 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 it's subtitled but that doesn't mean i didn't enjoy it because i unlike Stephen here i was engaged mainly because you know when you watch these kind of like films where you're underwater or someone's swimming and you hold your breath because they, they have to hold their breath the fact that this one is about someone running out of oxygen I was holding my breath a lot of the time. So I wasn't gay, but also I was fixated on reading every single line. And every time I missed something, I would always have to rewrite, rewind and, and ah, reread. So that's, that's what I wasn't prepared to do. I wasn't prepared to keep going back. More of a survival thing for me than an understanding thing. Uh, see, yeah. I, I made a point of trying to understand what was happening. But I, I, you know, you know, I, I still enjoyed it. Um, but it was kind of like a sci-fi thriller. Was I thrilled? Yeah. Was it sci-fi? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it kind of ticked a few boxes. And I was actually quite surprised that they managed to do the entire film, basically with just one, one actor and one yeah. voice actor. Uh, I mean, that, that, she was very impressive, kind of carrying the whole film by herself. I, I do wonder if the actor that played Leo actually got paid because, you know, he didn't actually say anything. So he, they could have um, wrote him off as an extra. And <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, um, Stephen, you suck, first of all. How dare you not take the, 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 the episode of, of, of MKH Cut seriously <laughs> enough to rewind and get to grips with the material we're going to discuss today. And let me just come with my first impression. I absolutely loved this film. Like I didn't really? think I was going to like, yeah, I absolutely loved it. Like, uh, are you, first of all, okay, before we dive into like uh, the minutiae of the actual film itself, are you a fan of uh, science fiction thrillers? No. First of all? So you're no. not, except for like, Doctor Who. I don't like sci-fi really, apart from, except for, apart from Doctor Who. And this, this is what I don't understand. You, you, for a person who doesn't like sci-fi, yeah. you've picked the most nerdy king of sci-fis to be uh, infatuated with in, yeah, in terms know, of Doctor Who. But I love Doctor Who. And Doctor Who came before I realised what sci-fi was. And I realised I didn't, I like how Doctor Who does sci-fi with a jokey kind of amateur dumb level. It kind of, it, it, that, that's, what, that's what makes Doctor Who great. It, but you like, you know, but you like horrors though, don't you? I love horror films, yeah. Right, this, so is a horror like horror... Film. this is a horror film, essentially, as well. You know, yeah, that, right? Well, you get the thrill a little oh. bit, yeah. A little bit, <laughs> okay. So, okay, okay. First thoughts from me, and oh, Stephen, I, I want to slap you, yeah. I can't believe <laughs> like, you know what? I can't believe I, I, I had to go after Stephen after he gave that <laughs> such a, a damning. First, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I felt that um again the the lead uh female actor, Melanie Laurent, obviously of Inglorious Bastards fame. And um I couldn't take my eyes off her. I thought that she really carried this film. Regular listeners um, may not know this, but 
I, we kind of have you have to watch a certain amount of stuff for each of our recordings and it was the last thing i watched for these recording i watched it this morning when i was very hungover and oh, it, and i think that would probably wasn't conducive to me enjoying it you have put it out to the world to see how how little consideration you give to the mkh cut every <laughs> other segment you had to do get your undivided attention but it, it just didn't grab me at all i was i was i was very bored i must say okay okay <laughs> the premise um let's get let's get to the premise of uh <laughs> do you want to just, just kind of leave me out of the conversation and then no you're, you're getting in this i'm i'm <laughs> i'm I am making sure uh, you get you feel the maximum pain of your hangover today. You're not getting away <laughs> with slandering such a good film in my eyes. So a woman wakes up in a cryogenic chamber with no recollection of how she got there. As she's running out of oxygen, she must rebuild her memory to find a way of out of her nightmare. And I think it's a great twist as to why she has to rebuild her memory. Do you agree, Jamie? Yes, it's almost like a what do you call it? A Shyamalan plot twist. Oh, do you think it was that bad? A Shyamalan? Do you think it was that bad? Oh, is that how you say it? Sorry, yeah. Well, I, not in a bad way. I don't like him though, Shyamalan Lam Lam. <laughs> <laughs> not even six cents. Well, well, obviously that's the that's that's the film that got him invited to the table, and then everything after that was kind of crap. I mean, like, I, I, I quite like plot twists myself. So for me, I, I just, just every twist and turn was kind of like, oh, oh, my God. No, no. <laughs> again. Oh, my yeah. God. And what I what I'm rejecting is that you're saying it's a Shyamalan type plot twist. When I think plot twists have always been around. I think he's got the most recognition for plot twists because of what happened in Sixth Sense. But I think. Other people have been doing I, it. I, I think the thing with Shamalamalan is yeah. that <laughs> I feel we're being a little bit xenophobic now. What? <laughs> foreigners' names. Um, perhaps you shouldn't do that. And at uh, least I'm trying I, to I, say Shamalam. I know I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Shamalayan, right? Yeah, Shamalayan. But the I thing is, is that he, that became his thing. His twists were the thing. That's why it's noted about. No, noted, noted upon. No. Yeah, I, I I just object it being used in the same context as this film. Anyway, Stephen, <laughs> did you like the plot twist? What, At least, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. The plot twist about her memory and why she had to rebuild it. Yeah, she's a clone and she's actually really old. But so, can I say, I've watched this. Can I try and tell you what I think the plot was, and then you can tell me if, if you're very plot. wrong. Go for it. Okay. Shoot. I think Earth had some sort of massive kind of COVID type thing. And then this old scientist thought, I can survive if I get a clone and stick her in some sort of thing. I mean, I never understood that bit, how they actually got in space. But And then the clone suddenly realises that she is the old person, the scientist from Earth, and that she's part of this kind of like um, arc that's going off to kind of keep humanity alive. Is that, is that the plot? That's that's basically the plot, but I don't think she oh, was the head scientist. Wow. I'm really, I'm really happy that that is. But, uh, yeah, I don't think she was the least. Like, she was one of the people in the pods, and obviously they got into space because they got shot into space. But um, yeah, essentially, uh, this 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 was actually filmed in July 2020, 
So this was right bang in the middle okay. of of COVID. So this is definitely commentary on COVID and what humans might have to do if COVID ever ravages the earth. And you say that that was in the middle of COVID last year, but how do we know that? That could be the very beginning of COVID. <laughs> do you think? <laughs> COVID's first successful mission. Without, oh, without the variants. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, so they, they've been blasted off to this other planet. Uh, we don't know where this planet is. Obviously, it's outside of this solar system because they, they were traveling for and 37 they, years. On the kind of on the equator of the planet because the rest of it isn't livable. I think I got that. So where, is it still within our solar system, Jamie? Was it still? No, were they still getting it from the sun? We, we don't have a, we don't have a, a planet that would support life in our solar system. So it yeah. would have to be a different system. Yeah. So was yeah. it like thirty four or thirty seven light years away? Yeah, for, it was thirty. I knew they were traveling for thirty seven years, but were they still getting light from our same sun? Is that what was no, happening? It kind of been. I th- well in the film they'd only just launched they they hadn't gone far I thought they did I thought they I thought they had the, the, well okay three it's years was, like 40,000 miles away from earth which was yeah you still somewhere between earth and mars yeah because it'd been three years yeah oh I thought it was 33 years okay well the entire trip is 30 something years but um they well, she didn't went. age but she didn't age that much well no was, because she she, she got wrapped back up into the cocoon is i that think why? i think she started off as an embryo is it mm. yeah I, I think she was just generating on on route i mean that was, I, I thought that, when she woke up that was when her first breath of life yeah yeah so she wasn't up till that up to that stage, she that's because she does say that's where she's that, that's her only place. This is the only place she's ever been is in that pod. I thought so, she was always that size. No. Oh. Well, I, I think they they incubated her in that pod. But that's so what I'm I saying. Think, okay, so that 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 brings up a nice plot point because obviously, if she grew in that pod, which she obviously did. And then she did the rest of the traveling. Why did she not get back to the planet like really, really old then? Well, the next they, planet that they colonized. They, they quite possibly stopped the generation pro- process. Yeah, when she was frozen for the trip, they yeah. would have uh, would have frozen her her um aging. Yeah. I think okay. they probably started her off as an embryo. They grew her to a certain size and then they stopped the, the, the process to to because it's you know. A 34-year trip. Yeah, you, you guys are making trip. me not like this film now. Thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> how, how, how do we feel that? So if 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 COVID uh, did, did like, take over the planet like it happened there, do you think it's right for us to go and colonise another planet? I think it's human nature to want to survive because that's what we've done for eons. I mean, there's there's almost an infinite number of planets in the universe that would support life. So I don't, I don't think we should worry about that. It's just a matter of finding them and getting there. Yeah. No, but should we? I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, because we've destroyed this planet so much with pollution. Yeah, but we've destroyed this warm- planet, but this planet is so fucking small compared to the universe that it really doesn't matter. I mean, it, you think about, like, you know, all the garbage you put in space, people complaining about it. The only, you know, the size of the Earth compared to the solar system 
if that blew up, that, that I mean, all that matter would mm. hardly go anywhere. It would just be so small and and insignificant in the whole. Oh yeah, I get that. No, I, I totally understand that. Like the, the universe is infinite and stuff like that. But what I was saying is, us as humans, like what we've done here, like just 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 as a a thought experiment, should we then go and do that to other planets? But well, the the other planet isn't a living thing. If there are other people living on that planet, then there might be a question. But if it's like a a, a, a new... okay, for what you've seen about humans, we we will most most probably even if there's people there, we'll probably displace them and shoot them up into space. Do you think that's a good thing? Now, I I'd hope that humans that would be involved in that sort of space travel would would have a higher kind of moral standard. Uh, you know, it's not like in the old days where anyone could like get on a boat and go around and be a pirate. You know, it's it's kind of space is so big that it's insane to think about it in those terms. So I, I, I'm sorry, are, are you a clone? Were you just made yesterday? <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, you know what? <laughs> I mean, like maybe maybe hum, you know humans began on on a meteor that hit Earth. Yeah. So maybe what you're saying has already happened. Maybe we are here. As a consequence of finding also, a new planet to pop to also, populate. Also, we destroyed another planet. I, I, and... I think no. I think MKH that you overestimate the human race and that we're actually just quite dumb and. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm finding need, out more and more. There's a need to survive, though, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so. <laughs> I, I, I'm starting to think this is not a great film. Um, but again, I couldn't take my uh, my eyes off of uh, Melanie Laurent, apart from the fact oh, that she was on my screen. I said, bloody scene. But okay, so in terms of uh, obviously, you didn't think she did so well because no, I thought she did very well for it. Uh, no, but you said you yeah. wasn't engaged by her performance. Engaged with the storyline, it was kind of uh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, that, that, but you get that all from her. It's basically uh, what's his name. Uh, Colin Farrell in a phone booth. Did you like phone booth? I enjoyed phone booth. Exactly. Exactly. And it was just one man in the phone booth. I, I rest my case, Yona. Jamie. <laughs> that, that I have to like every film, which... <laughs> no, but what I was saying is that obviously you didn't find her performance to be that great that you wasn't engaged when she was the only person in the film. But That's I, what I'm saying. But I think Stephen's problem was that he was too lazy to read the subtitles. I, I read them, but then occasionally I'd look over at my bookshelf and think, I haven't read that for a while. Or, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Or I've, I've exactly. Never, or I've never read that. Um, I'm going to buy yeah. it. Maybe I should read it. And then I come back and I've missed like, a couple of lines of dialogue. And, and, you know, and it was this sort of film. You can't miss a couple of lines of dialogue because it kind of screws you up. And if you're missing a couple of lines of dialogue every five minutes, then you know you ha you have a very very weak kind of. That's what rewinders for. That's what what is for. Yeah, but I, you know I'm on Netflix, so it's not that easy. Yeah, it goes back ten yeah. seconds to so a click of a button. Anyway, um... <laughs> but it would take me hours to watch it if I was doing it like that. Uh, okay, oh. um, I, I'm I'm sad now. Um... Your commitment, your commitment just isn't there, Stephen. I'm sorry. Yeah, commitment you... was there. I just. I am very disappointed in you. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, so we got yes. other we got other films which star one person. So we got um, Buried. Did anyone watch Buried with Ryan Reynolds? 
No. No. No, neither did I. <laughs> what about that film? Has anyone heard of the film with Tom Hardy in it when it's just him in his car? Yeah, yeah. That's called uh, Lock, maybe. Did you like that film? Did you find I, that film engaging? I haven't seen it. Okay, Gravity. Jamie. Gravity. That was mostly, if not all, Sandra Bullock. Gravity. What did you, what did you think of Gravity? Um, I enjoyed that. Because that I was didn't. a sci-fi. That was a sci-fi thriller as well. It's, it was it's a sci-fi pretty, thriller. It's it's almost the same thing, except she's not in a cryogenic pod. Yeah, I I I like I I really like Sandra Bullock, but I didn't I didn't like um Gravity. I didn't like how they had to like almost lean on George Clooney just coming back with Dream Sequences as well. Uh, There's an episode of um I don't know if I've ever mentioned Doctor Who on never. Which- Oh. Never, not one. But there's an episode of Doctor King with the twelfth Doctor, um, Peter Capaldi, where it's just him for the whole episode. And did you find that engaging, Stephen? Yeah, it's one of the greatest Doctor Who's episodes. I think I think there's a trend here. I think Stephen <laughs> only likes it when it's men by themselves on the screen. Then <laughs> yeah, it's Capaldi. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Some trivia. I got some trivia. Um, did you know that Anne Hathaway was originally attached to the project? She was supposed to star in it. Was she? Yeah, she was the star. What do you mean as what? (laughs) Oh, was she the original lead? Yeah. Would would she have spoken French? That's what I'm saying. Does anyone know about her French credentials? So apparently Anne Hathaway can speak French. I knew she was Jewish, but I didn't know she could speak French. So okay, that makes sense. And also, so when Anne Hathaway Anne Hathaway dropped out, she was replaced by Nomi Rapaz. Rapaz? Rapaz. Repres. <laughs> anyway, so do, do you know? Do you know Nomi uh, Repres? Does anyone know who she is? The name is familiar. Let me just. So the girl with the dragon tattoo. She, she was, was Prometheus. In... She yeah, was Prometheus. Prometheus. She was also in Bright. She was the little elf in Bright. So she is from Sweden. So she speaks Swedish. She also speaks uh, uh, Icelandic, Danish, Norwegian, and English. Do you think? Do you think she's? There's no sign of French there, so that would that would have been interesting as well. Hmm. But she was attached to it. She 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 has a wonderful face as well, actually. To be fair, she should have been a model. But I think she, but I think she's really short. What you're saying is that Melanie Laurent, third choice, third choice. Yeah, she was third string. Would you would you have taken that personally if you were third string? It depends on if I was a struggling actor or not. It depends how much money you're getting paid. Yeah, I don't think too. I don't think I don't think she's in need of money or she's a struggling actor. Now, do you think it's personal? Don't I mean, there are, there are six billion people in the world, so third choice for a role is pretty good. <laughs> okay, but, but not Steven's, everyone is acting or applying for that role. Stephen is forever full string on the MKH cut. <laughs> Because if you if, if you half that population to exclude all the the men, or, the men, you know, yeah, then and then kind of like reduce that down to the people who are actually actors, um, you'll find that the pick isn't six billion. My joke to make it meaningless. Yes, I, I, because I really, this is this yeah. has become a roast Stephen episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, would you have seen this in cinema? No. Yeah, but you don't go cinema anyway, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I, Would you I have seen this cinema? 
I think at first glance, probably not, mainly because I'm not a huge fan of subtitles. But actually, now that I've seen it, I and and I actually enjoyed it. I probably would. I I think I would have seen this in cinema. Are you trying to tell me you've never been to a cinema where they've had subtitles? I've never chosen to see a film in the cinema with subtitles. Is it always been a surprise? (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, because I normally know if it's subtitled. So I don't tend to, mainly because the cinema screen is so big and when you're reading the subtitles, you're turning your head left to right, aren't you? How close do you sit to the screen? (laughs) (laughs) Close enough. (laughs) <laughs> that you have to turn but, your whole head 180 to read subtitles. Well, not 180, but it's still kind of distracting when you're trying to see what's on the screen. Well, that's basically still a 90, 90 degrees. I, I don't sit at the front. I sit more kind of near the front middle is where I sit. Why don't you sit at the back? What's the matter at the back? Okay, so I would have seen it in the cinema. Jamie would have seen it in the cinema. Stephen wouldn't have seen it in the cinema. Not that he actually cares about this film or taking it seriously whatsoever. Um, yeah, I think with Stephen. I, I I'm disappointed they didn't show us actually the budget of the uh, of the the film. I don't. I can't imagine it was that much. Well, uh, COVID, so they probably would have done it all in one one room. Once. Yeah, exactly. So what, what was the whole sycamore leaf shit? What was that all about? That's how they dropped to the planet. Yeah, didn't you get that? No, no, he so, did it because he was so, that drunk. <laughs> so basically, the husband designed the way the pods would fall to the to the oh. new planet. That's okay. how it was going to fall and reach the What's with the mutant rats? <laughs> well, you always test rats, isn't it? That's what, that's yeah. what we do as humans. Okay. They, cloned, rats. they cloned yeah. the rats. Oh, the yeah, that makes sense now I think about it. Oh, oh my, my goodness. How are we, why, why are we revealing the plot <laughs> to this guy? Anyway, Steven. enough. We're landing the plane now. Stephen. <laughs> Um, would you is this a uh would you recommend people watching or missing this well i I seem to have come up against two people who really love it so i'm thinking that i probably didn't appreciate it like i should and that i should have paid more attention to it and so i wouldn't take my opinion on whether to see this film or not seriously because of those options i just i just listed I so, can't even take you um, seriously. He, he he chooses the end of the episode to be mature. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I, it's probably, I mean, if I was in a different mood and I wasn't hungover and I was like, hey, let's watch a sci-fi film in French, then maybe I'd kind of watch it. But Is, is it uh, the French part that really gets you? No, no, not at all. <laughs> the, the French part was the reason that I didn't... He can't read. It ...because my, I kept getting distracted and then missing stuff. And my fingers didn't work today, so I couldn't rewind. That's Brexit Britain. That's Brexit Britain in a nutshell right there for you. All the listeners, do you realise that's Brexit Britain? Okay. His uh, fingers didn't work. Yeah, that's... Oh, my God. They wanted some... Anyway, uh, Jamie, uh, hit or miss? I think it's a hit. I think if you enjoy kind of sci-fi thrillers, I mean... To be honest, this would be my worst nightmare to be buried alive, and this definitely kind of emanates that kind of feel so yeah sci-fi thriller i think it's a tick i will say as a final uh i guess page to this chapter uh, and book i would i think this film is a hit i i liked 
the <laughs> the one actor in it and only three people have been listed in the cast list and i think the robot milo did a a, a great job with the interactions as well great um, voice acting yeah fantastic voice acting i like it was a tough role for him he had to he had to slim down to a <laughs> to, <laughs> to a chip <laughs> yeah i i I, yeah. I enjoyed um the storyline and the plot twist so i i recommend it so it's two against one uh, well, I, I didn't say i didn't recommend it i i just said that you know you can't I, be neutral in this this is I'm, not, I'm not the best person to this ask. is not israel palestine you need to pick a side uh so it's a it's a it's a hit from <laughs> me and jamie and it's a, it's a miss from uh, it's a it's a you as a miss <laughs> no i don't know <laughs> no i'm casting it uh inaction is the same as being on the wrong side of the battle i'm guessing i don't know what i'm trying to say anyway this has been the mkh cut in bits and it's been ripped to shreds at the seams by <laughs> one person and one person only yeah, and that is damn Stephen. you Stephen. damn yeah, you thank, Stephen. thank you Stephen, for joining for joining us Stephen, you suck what are you trying to be honest sign out sign thank, out thank you Stephen. <laughs> no problem <laughs> and thank you jamie for actually like making sure this ship didn't capsize so much oh you're very welcome and that is a goodbye for me mkh uh you've been listening to another episode of the mkh cut on the geek sweat network um i look forward to uh i guess entertaining you and having you listen and watch us very soon in the near future bye-bye